This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What is going on, sweet, sweet listeners or viewers? Welcome back to Film on Tap. Welcome to 2023 Film on Tap. It is a pleasure to be back doing this show with my two buddies, Nancy and Andres, as always, joining me for a new episode of the show. And what better way to start off 2023 talking about a couple trailers for some horror movies. One's a straight horror movie. One's a horror comedy, it's looking like. And of course, we're going to be talking about Megan, the new horror sensation that hit theaters this past weekend. In addition to our top three favorite movies of 2022. That's right. So stick around to the end to figure out which ones are our favorites. So without further ado, we are going to be jumping into trailers today. And the first one we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Evil Dead Rise because this is a sequel to the original trilogy is what I'm hearing uh, that has an entirely new cast, I believe. uh, And it's telling a brand new story within that world. Um, we got our first trailer for it. You know, it was originally going to go to streaming, but then it tested so well that they decided, yeah, we're going to put it in theaters. And after watching this trailer, I think I understand why. So before I give my take, let's go to Nancy. I feel like I'm like a news anchor right now. Oh, before I give my take, let's go to Nancy in the field. Nancy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember, do the delay. Yes, you got yes. to do the delay. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Let's rewind it. Yeah, we're going to rewind it. Nancy, you got to sell that delay. It's got to be a okay, good two to four second delay. Okay, ready? Okay, so with her take on the new trailer for Evil Dead Rise, we've got Nancy. Nancy in the field. Nancy, can you hear me? What did you think of this new trailer? Yes, I can hear you. All right, good. Perfect. Good Nail, go. Nailed it. <laughs> and then you need like wind in the background and like stuff to watch. <laughs> That's what I think about the every time. <laughs> Ching Ling is <laughs> great story, uh, compelling rich and compelling. And rich. <laughs> you know how many times I, I use that in my in my freaking life? Oh my god! Anyway, Nancy, what did you think of this trailer for Evil Dead Rise? And have you seen the other Evil Dead movies, including the reboot? I've seen the first one, the third one, and the reboot. Somehow the second okay. one escaped me. I don't know what happened there. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I liked all of those. <laughs> Andres, you okay over there? Are you freezing? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've lost life. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. Yes, I do oh, hear you okay. now. <laughs> oh, nice. Way to sell it. Love it. There you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, no, I like how they get campier as they go along. I I never really had interest in seeing the whole trilogy, and then I saw the third one probably last year, I want to say. And it was great. I loved it. And I really liked the reboot as well. I've heard a lot of people did it for some reason, but I really liked it. People have been going back on on the remake. Like, I I remember when that one first came out, people hated it. Now people are kind of coming back to it. They're like, oh, it was so unfair that it never got a sequel. It's like... All you people that like, like even critics that I know that hated it back then, they're like, "Oh, it should have gotten a sequel." It's like, "Well, you didn't help the cause." But anyway, go on. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Calm yourself, to... Andres. Calm yourself. <laughs> if you want a sequel, then you gotta, you know, have love for the first one. And I, I did like the reboot. This, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this Red Band trailer. Oh my gosh, I was like. I was thoroughly grossed out half of this trailer, especially the part. Oh my god, where she uh, the cheese grater, or I think it's I think it was, and just yeah. see it put on her leg and just oh my god, 
It's going to be so gross. I love it. It looks great. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it looks like it has a really good combo of horror and just like gory shit going on. And that's mm-hmm. what I love. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Andres, you know, you're probably the one who loves Evil Dead the most out of all of us. So I'm definitely curious to hear what you think of this trailer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I've heard so many stories about just the production of this about how like of oh course you, you know they shot it <laughs> yes it does. of course because you got all your inside though. sources yes. <laughs> who's uh who's directing this uh i can't remember who it is in particular i know it's a first time director i think well, but it's, it's definitely somebody look it up do you think, <laughs> there you go I was gonna say, do you think sam raimi would ever come back to them or he's like nah we have oh no he's he's been he's been back he's actually uh executive producing this alongside uh bruce gamble as well who was the original star it is being directed by lee cronin who doesn't really have anything notable in his filmography except the hole in the ground and minutes past midnight so ah okay so there there you go yeah it's the first time so so they're they're doing essentially the same thing what they did with uh, Fetty Alvarez (laughs) with the with the last Evil Dead movie because that last one although it wasn't particularly well received by everybody it got him so much stuff later on and it kicked the doors open for him for Don't Breathe and so on and so forth so like yeah I mean uh, like you know okay so this this might not be uh, someone who's had a proven track record but judging from this trailer so far there is certainly talent on there in every way capacity shape or form like there is atmosphere but truly what they are selling me on in this trailer is the mom the mom looks fucking creepy as shit like that's all you're seeing is just her smiling and you know moms mm-hmm. with the maggots right now i'm like holy shit this the is little girl opens the door me. it's like dummy what are you doing yeah <laughs> <laughs> mom yep. you look so good <laughs> yeah did you did you guys see the poster for it too it's so fucking yeah. creepy. oh i don't think it's like, like, like the mom with her kids like mm. oh right yes yes okay, <laughs> i was yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. shit okay yeah, yeah i mean yeah. like uh, it's been a long time since I've seen like the first three. Like I saw them like probably when I was way too young. <laughs> so I mean, I, I enjoyed all of them, and I definitely enjoyed the reboot a lot more than most people did at the time. I was like, yeah, that was really fun and really well done, surprisingly. Um, so I was definitely looking forward to seeing what this one had in store. And this movie looked fucking terrifying. Like it, it looks genuinely scary and gory, and it looks like it's it's injecting its own kind of. Uh, camp into it like it's not like over the top campy it's mostly creepy but you can tell it's got a good sense of humor about itself which I'm happy about because you kind of need that that sense of humor that really dark twisted sense of humor for Evil Dead to work you know you combine that with the the scares and the gore and you have a great freaking time at the movies um but yeah, visually it looks stunning. The gore is really gruesome and cringe-inducing. Like there were a couple of times I really had to turn away in this trailer, or, and I hundred percent feel like I'm going to see this movie and I'm going to have a little bit of trouble sleeping that night. There's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no surprise in my mind if that happens. Just you know, just a little bit of the door open, a little bit of light coming through, just a little bit to feel comfortable. <laughs> That's where we'll I feel like I'm going to be heading. Yeah, thank you. That'd be great, guys. Uh, <laughs> go fund me. Um, <laughs> Nightlights ain't cheap. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think we're I think we're all, we're all on board. I think it looks really fun, and I'm really excited. It jumped up my like must see of 2023 like instantly. Went in with low expectations, but I think this could probably be maybe even the horror movie of the year. By I mean, it's definitely the strongest looking one I've seen so far. So I mean, between this one and Scream, I'm excited for horror in 2023. That's for freaking sure. 
and, and, and it's all coming out within within like weeks of each other. Like yep. if you look at this scream, uh, cocaine bear. I mean, so many things are all coming out on like cocaine bear, baby. Yeah, <laughs> right around the corner, baby. Cocaine. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be fun. But uh, shifting gears a little bit to a horror comedy. We have our first trailer for Renfield, which stars Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage. And more importantly, it stars Nicholas Cage as Dracula. Need I say more? Let's talk about this first trailer, which was wildly different than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I had something completely different in my head. And what we got was something I'm genuinely excited for. I can't I can't wait to see this movie. I don't know about you guys. Let's start with Andres. What do you think of this trailer? I thought the trailer was just fine. Um, oh, the humor was certainly there. I mean, personally for me, I'm kind of tired of these of these movies where they kind of sort of take the secondary characters to the the big the big bads of the universal horror franchises. If that makes sense, like you know, like you get like freaking like um um like you know like Victor Frankenstein back in 2015 follows uh, Igor and you know so on and so forth. Still so, like. I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I'm burnt out on the sidekick angle more than anything else. Oh. But so far, everything that everything that I'm seeing, it, it could lead to a good movie. Um, Nicholas Cage certainly does steal it to a certain extent, but it's one of those things where it's like sort of like Mario. Um, it, are, are we prepared to see that for two hours, or is it just going to be like a very minuscule role? If that makes any sense. But overall, I think it very much just depends on the writing and the execution or anything else. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if this movie is trying to be a horror movie or if it's trying to be a or if it's trying to be a action movie more or less. Or you know, it just kind of feels like there there's so many tones in this one trailer that I'm not necessarily sure how to feel about it one way or the other. But I'm, I'll certainly give it a chance, though. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Nancy, are you on the other end of the spectrum or are you in the same boat? Uh, no, I would say I'm definitely a little bit more excited than, uh, for this than Audrey's is. I feel like it has a Van Helsing vibe to it, but with mm. more action and more a little bit of the horror, which I really liked Van Helsing. I know a lot of people didn't. Uh, but I, I enjoyed like, it. Yeah, I, I thought I, it was good. I like those kind of movies. It also kind of reminds me of, uh, is it Dark Shadows with uh, Johnny Depp? Is that what it was? Oh, yeah, the Burton movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of that as well, which also I really enjoyed. It just had a lot of campy, very sarcastic humor, which feels like they're bringing this into that, but also with the horror side. And we get Nick, uh, we get Nick Squared, essentially. We get Nicholas Holt and Nick Cage, which, good for Nicholas Holt. <laughs> Nick, I feel Nick like Squared. Did, Nick Squared. Uh, but good for Nicholas Holt. I feel like he's been getting more stuff, which I was really scared he was going to get stuck in the, uh, like, X-Men franchise and not get many roles after that. And so after the menu, seeing him in that, which was fantastic, I'm excited to see him in another movie uh, with Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas Cage looks great as Dracula. I don't think they're going to overdo it. It feels like he is going to be a secondary character where he's not going to have too much involvement until maybe like the third act or something. But yeah, I'm excited for it. It looks like a lot of fun. Oh, 
I, I mean, just the visual of Nicolas Cage's Dracula just did it for me. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I'm in. Like, all right. Now, 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 here's the thing, Tom. Have you seen Vamp- Vampire's, Vampire's Kiss? Kiss? I've yes. seen. That. <laughs> yes. I mean that. Oh my god. I mean, a lot of people are like this is the spiritual sequel, <laughs> and I was like, I could, I could feel that. Oh my lord. But um, <laughs> he looks great as Dracula. Nicholas Holt. I'm just. He's proving just how versatile he is. He's really popping up in a wide variety of roles, and he's crushing it everywhere he goes. I love him. Uh, and seeing him in this kind of role kind of reminded me of Warm Bodies. I don't know if you guys saw that, like where he was a zombie. Oh, and there's yeah. like that zombie loves. It's a very underrated movie. Um, yeah, but, but the same exact thing. Nicholas yeah. Holt in that trailer I thought wasn't good at all either. And it kind of didn't deliver anything for me. And then when you actually see the movie with everything, with mm-hmm. the writing and the execution, it turned out I thought it was a really great time. Like I, I remember going to see that as sort of a joke with a friend of mine and like, all right, let's see how shady this is. And then is. you ended up oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, and, and it ended up being in my top 10 of uh, 2013. Like, seriously, I actually still really enjoy that movie. Yeah. I mean, so like I was kind of getting similar vibes and I was like, yeah, and I like the dynamic there. I like how they're trying to sell it as like a toxic relationship and he's in like group therapy about it. And then <laughs> Dracula comes in. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, well, we got a huge narcissism problem here. I was like, perfect. Love it. <laughs> like, let's just, a little more than narcissism. Yeah. So I'm glad that they're leaning into the humor there and I think it could be a lot of fun. So I'm on board. I'm definitely very excited. I think the pairing of Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage in that and those two roles is really promising. So I'm excited for it. And it's always great to see Aquafina too. She's always great, like comedic relief. She's, you know, especially in like the right role. She's great. She's like an MVP. Um, But yeah, speaking of (laughs) horror movies or uh, fresh horror characters, let's put it that way. A certain little horror movie came out this past week and that became a quite the little sensation. And that is Megan from Blumhouse about a robotic young child who, of course, turns evil. Shocker to nobody but it finally hit theaters this past weekend it's been building a lot of buzz getting a surprisingly great critical reaction i think the last time i checked it had like a 96 or something on rotten tomatoes which is like unprecedented (laughs) um but yeah 96 on rotten tomatoes and critic score but a 77 with the audience which is so weird i know the audience enjoyed it less (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is very strange um but regardless the three of us did see it this past weekend and i'm sure we've got a bevy of thoughts so if you haven't seen Megan yet, uh, I definitely recommend turning off this episode just because we're going to be spoiling it. So if you haven't seen it, definitely keep away. But once you have seen it or if you have seen it, definitely keep watching or keep listening here. So what did we think about Megan? Let's start with Nancy. What did you think of Megan? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I actually thought it was going to be a little bit scarier than it actually was, especially as someone I've mentioned before. I'm terrified of movies that have <clears throat> dolls coming to life freaks the crap out of me um but this one actually wasn't that bad there's a lot of uh surprisingly humorous moments that i didn't see coming and i definitely would recommend seeing this with an audience because it made it that much better um for mm-hmm. those oh moments. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> the audience is great there was a guy sitting next to me who i don't know like he clearly was very scared of this doll but then also was just like talking out loud most of the movie but it was in a very hilarious way so when the scene came up where um she hears the piano playing and it's very obvious she's going to be at the piano playing it in a very creepy way as soon as they cut to her at the piano the guy just goes oh shit and he like jumps back (laughs) yeah it was it was just like it made it that much more enjoyable for me i loved it 
And then he was like, yeah. why is she singing Titanium? I could hear him talking to his friend. Why is she singing Titanium? I don't get it. Is that song funny? Oh, that, that got such an amazing reaction. Any, anytime she was singing, up. my theater was losing it. Yes, yeah. It was, oh, yeah. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. It was just so funny to hear this doll singing. Oh, it was hilarious. Like, titanium song for no fucking reason <laughs> by the way it wasn't even like it had anything to do with like the character or like a song we heard in the beginning of the movie it was just we're just gonna have her sing titanium for the fuck of it and i think she sang something else too <laughs> yeah i know there was another one that she sang that i think might have been a callback to the beginning of the movie but i can't remember hmm. i think i think it was i think it was like 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 an original you're talking about the one that she sings in the in the demo right when when uh um, yeah i think so yeah because because i like I, I just thought that was just a straight up parody of a disney song so i thought that was more <laughs> of an original she one, does but one yeah. in the demo she sings titanium to her and then there's like another time that she sings and it's just some yeah i mean it it seemed random but i thought it was um something they were listening to in the car in the very beginning when she was with her parents um, gotcha yeah, but oh. yeah, I like this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I again, I wasn't as scary as I was thinking it was. Going I feel to like be. you ended up liking it the more you started talking about it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you went from saying like, "Yeah, see, yeah, it was a pretty good movie." It's like, you know what? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I think I just what yeah. I was missing was more uh, more of the horror aspect because, uh, like I mm -hmm. said, I was expecting it to be a little bit more scarier, and I feel like they probably cut out a lot of stuff. Because um, it seemed like yeah. it was supposed to be, I, I think Ardrich, you had mentioned it was supposed to be rated R and that they bumped it down to PG-13. You could I tell. Would, <laughs> you could I, definitely I, tell it was new. I would yeah. love to see yeah. a rated R version of this. So. I know. That's the entire, that was the thing I was I thinking think, about the entire time. I was like, oh, I feel like this would have been so much better as an R-rated movie. Yeah. So I, I, I think I think we're we're not going to have to wait too long for that, of course, because there there's certain moments where it's it's definitely there in the movie that that you can like you hear saying Tom like there's certain like cuts where it's like wait a minute there's a stutter in the screen right there like mm -hmm. they clearly cut out something at that point so like yeah it's I, I have a feeling that we're going to get an unrated cut at some point yeah that's that's probably inevitable but Andres what did you think of Megan let's let's bounce it over to you. Um, me, I thought this was really enjoyable. It was a big surprise <laughs> for me. The audience, <laughs> the audience score is going up, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, I really like, thought for a second so, you were saying you hated it. Nah, I had a feeling oh, no, oh, no, <laughs> oh, no, see, see, like, I, I was thinking about, you know what, uh, the very second that the movie started up, for me, they just won me over with that Furby commercial where it's just a thing that you just oh, constantly yeah. keep feeding until he shits himself. And I was like, oh my god, they're they're, yeah. already, they're already just making me laugh so far. It's like, oh my god, it, it, like. But it also goes to point that exactly how much of a dark humor it is throughout the entire movie because the whole purpose of that ad that opens up is just, oh yeah, we have a pet that's gonna outlive that pet that you that they just had to euthanize, like. The oh, fuck yeah. is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just so, love. Like, I just love how they just like were terrible at the marketing. <laughs> like when they're trying to like yeah. make a fake commercial for or, like a mock commercial for Megan, like the doll, like trying to sell it. They're like, "Yeah, she'll make you forget about your dead parents." I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Read the room, my guy." <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and and then there was also the moment where he's just like, "Oh, we could sell it in like various other races," and it's like. 
Uh, okay, you just don't say that out loud, but well, I get you where go. you're going with this. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, no, but overall, I, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I thought the humor was... There were certain points where it landed and certain points where it thudded, but the big lands, I think, for me, out-trump anything that, um, that, that, that is negative about the film. So, like, for me, it was... It was a very good time. Like, I, I walked in with a couple of buddies of mine, and we were just kind of like, you know, let's see what we got here. And then we all walked out, and we're like, you know what? We're all really glad we all saw that together. Like, that was such yep. a fun time. Yeah, so, and I think, I think um, as as Perry, uh, Perry Nimroff had said in her review, like, it's like, we're starting off 2023 with one of the most memorable um, horror villains in recent years, and Megan certainly does fit that bill. Like, there are certain points where I'm like, because of the fact that she's, like, this android made out of titanium that pretty much is impossible to kill, it's, like, it's it's kind of horrifying. It kind of, like, gives you some Terminator flashbacks or, like, some RoboCop flashbacks in that. But if you mix that with an Annabelle and I thought that was I, I thought it was a great combo altogether. I mean again kudos for James Wan for coming up with this idea as well. I mean I, I also love the fact that James Wan has gone on record basically saying that so many people call him the master of the um the master of the evil doll movie or the murderous doll and he's like but I, I haven't really made a murderous doll movie. The dolls are vessels and like Annabelle and all these other movies, if you really want to see me make a killer doll, I'll make a killer doll. And yeah, I think he certainly <laughs> delivered on this front. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like he'll deliver that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I mean, I'm with you guys. I, I think it's an enjoyable time. Like, especially it's a great crowd movie. Like, I saw it with a pretty big crowd and it, everyone was just having a blast with this thing. You could tell that, like, what they were going for was really working. Like, the, the humor landed. It wasn't, like, unintentionally funny. People were loving this character. You could see the potential for sequels they, that they clearly are setting it up for. I really like how they show the, like, technological evolution of Megan, how she keeps getting smarter, how she's, you know, kind of taking advantage of other bits of technology that are around her and kind of integrating herself very Ultron-esque into other, like, bits of technology. <laughs> and just, like, any time, like, I was so amped at the end where I was like, please do the real steel thing where they put on the fucking gloves and have that robot verse her. And I was like, they did it. I was like, yep, you won me. <laughs> you got Worse. me. You won me. Because I was like, you don't just set up a fucking robot you can control yeah. with your hands and not use it in the finale. <laughs> you don't do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like my buddy actually, like the second that they started introducing Bruce, uh, my buddy and I, we just both leaned over each other. We're like, I smell a third act. <laughs> yeah, there's no shot. As soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, that's totally going to happen. And I'm ready for it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think the only problems I have with it is one, I do feel like it probably would have benefited from like really going a little bit further. And I, wa I wanted to almost be a little bit crazier. Like it felt a little bit like subdued in certain respects where I was like, oh, I kind of thought it was going to go further, maybe do something a little bit more zany. And I was a little bit disappointed, but like still having a good time. Um, but I also feel like the setup was like way too long. Like I felt like it just took way too long to actually get to Megan being created and like seeing, you know, her at the outset. I just felt like the whole setup of, you know, this young girl losing her parents and then the aunt, you know, becoming like the surrogate mom and them kind of having that awkward friction with one another. Like I get what, you know, you have to establish all that, but I felt like it took like almost an hour to get to Megan actually being on screen. So that was a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... 
I like, like, I understand that entirely. Oh yeah. No, 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 no I'm just keep rolling with it. I understand no, that entirely, no, Tom. It, no, it, it was, it, it, no it, it was so funny because you guys took the same amount of time to pause, and then you said yeah in the same exact way, where you're just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. It's so fucking funny. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But 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 I think but I think you did you definitely did need that build up because you had to establish exactly. I mean, kind of Allison Williams's character. You sort of had to establish exactly how bad she is at the familiar relationships yeah. with everything she's having. And like, by the time Megan showed up, you truly knew that. Oh shit, she's she's just creating this just as a quick as a quick shortcut to like you know do other things and stuff like that, and not necessarily be there for this little girl who lost her parents in such a horrible way too. I mean, like. Oh my goodness! Don't don't even get me started on that very beginning scene where all of a sudden they stop in the middle of the road and it's like, oh, we're just gonna stay here. I'm like, you guys are about oh. to die. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that drove me crazy. I was like, you're not not even gonna pull off to the side of the road. Not even like something a little bit. One of them even says, oh, we're just gonna sit in the middle of the road. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, not not even turn on your hazards. No. Like yeah. Nope. Something. <laughs> don't just sit there. I was That's like, just okay, what happens. Well, you know. Yeah. They had, to, they had to set up a, a foolish... They had to set up a tragedy, step. okay? And maybe the storm hampered their visibility where they didn't even know where the side of the road was, Nancy. Did you ever think about that? No. Did you think about it? <laughs> no, I've I didn't. I've been in stores before. <laughs> yeah. And I know how to pull over to the side of the road. Yeah. Just saying. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I still think, but, though, but like... like what, what were your... Oh, go for it. Yeah. What oh, do yeah. you got? Oh, we did it. We did it, Tom. We had a moment. Oh, we had a moment. I gave you the go... Fine. You know what? I'll just say uh, I'm a, I have to say my, I think my favorite scene is like when she goes on her little rampage in the office building you know where you got like the whole dance thing yeah. and then she's taking like the thing of like the paper shredder or whatever the fuck it is yeah. and then she's just kind of going around but I think my favorite moment where truly just sold me on like the terror of her character was when she kills like uh, the head of the toy company and then yeah. like his assistant is like sitting in the elevator and she literally just like tells him how she's going to set up his suicide and I was like oh Jesus yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, you yeah. know, she's like you were in a toxic work relationship and you couldn't take it anymore so you killed your boss and then you killed yourself <laughs> I was like Jesus <laughs> Christ yeah. okay and he like, oh, do you think you could? Do you think you could live with that? Yeah, yeah. I think no, no. <laughs> wild, wild. I was like, that was the scene. I was like, yeah, she's great. We never got uh, because wasn't there a scene where he was like pulling files from the company onto like his own yeah. computer or something, and they never mm -hmm. went back to that. I don't think. I think that's probably going to be a setup towards a potential sequel later on okay. down the line. I think. I think she, no, I think she mentions though. it before she kills him. I think she's like, you know, you're stealing company files and stuff. Like, I think she knew. Well, well, yeah, but oh, I just yeah, mean no, there's no, she, nothing yeah. like, yeah. There, it just seems like a weird, like, why put that in there? There was enough. To, there was enough there to make that scene work without having a whole other Perhaps scene they were planting a seed. Perhaps they were planting a <laughs> seed. What a long, uh, what a long game they're playing for that one. You got to think about the future. Little, little yep. part in the movie. Yes. Uh, so, do you remember I that guess. part in the first movie where he was stealing files? Well, it turns out someone found those files. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. or, or, or who knows? It might turn out that it, with a potential sequel. I mean, this movie has made has made so much in this past weekend. Yep. In its first weekend alone, it's already grossed back its um, its production budget and its uh, marketing budget as well too. And it's and also this is pretty big as well because it took um, it took 
four months for a movie to dethrone the original Avatar, and then with this, we're not even a month away from the last movie coming out, and it's already been dethroned. So this is still, this is still, I mean, for this is sort of the the little horror movie that could so far in starting off the beginning of the year. So I, I think we'll probably definitely see a follow up with numbers like this, but, but yeah, but uh, I mean. Like 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 you're saying, Tom, this is definitely seeds for a sequel at some point. Yeah, I mean, I think especially the ending where you can see that Megan is somehow integrated with like the home, you know, assistant or whatever. You're like, okay, so they're going to go that route for the sequel, which will probably be even more terrifying. And I'm like, I'm all about it. So, I mean, it, 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 it kind of made me sing. I was like, okay, so Megan's going to turn to Ultron. Got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got it. I, I- I, I also did love at the very beginning of the movie when um, when Allison Williams and the um, and and her niece come in, and then the assistant literally reads, "All right, you have six miss miss messages, and you also have seven Tinder yeah. Tinder notifications." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought that that got a big laugh over at the theater too. It's like, yeah, you know what? Wait, wait, wait. oh my god! But I. <laughs> One one other scene as well too that made me laugh so hard and it made uh-huh. everyone else in the theater laugh so hard was when um was when originally she just says, Oh no, you can't play with this. This is a collectible. And then the therapist comes over and he's like, Yeah. Uh, yeah, here, you can go ahead and play with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like 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 the just the way she looks utterly horrified. Yeah. The, the yeah. therapist didn't say that she said that. The the aunt did. The, the, what? The, <laughs> the what? Oh boy, the, here we go. The aunt did. It wasn't the therapist yeah, yeah. that said it. She like the aunt was like, "Oh no, 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 you're you're fine. You can play with it." And she like the aunt's the one that rips it open. The therapist didn't tell her. She was just like, I think at first she was like, "Oh, she can't yeah. play with it," and then she's like, "Oh no, 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 it's fine. Yeah. I'll open it." And then yeah, but even after oh, yeah, that, yeah, when yeah, she's right. like. When she's like, oh, well, you're not really supposed to, like, roll it. It's not like a ball. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, okay, well, we, well, we can roll it. It's fine, it's fine. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm just trying to tell her, like, how to actually play with it. Like, how you're supposed to play with it. You could tell, like, she just yep. could not let go of, like, the tech in her head of, like, how everything's supposed to work. And I feel like yep. that I could totally relate to that. I'd be like, no, this is how you're supposed to play with it. This is not yep. a ball to I roll. I felt that. I yeah. felt that when she had to open the thing, yeah. I was like, ooh, yeah. that's rough. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's oh, rough. Yeah. That's rough. Every collector in that theater was probably just like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it's 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 a fun movie, and I'm glad that it's becoming quite the hit. And I, I'm excited to see where sequels could possibly go. I mean, it just seems like Blumhouse just has their, like, just finger on the pulse of just what audiences want out of, like, a horror movie. It just They just keep coming out with, like, hit after hit, after hit, and spawns this franchise and that franchise. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. No, and, like, even Jason Blum also tweeted out earlier today that movie theaters are back, and it's like, yeah, no, they, they've been back, man. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just waiting for something good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Um, but speaking of movie theaters being back in 2022, being kind of the year of the return of movie theaters, there were a lot of great movies that came out in theaters. A lot that, you know, uh, have made countless top 10 lists and you know here at film on tap you know we tried to narrow it down to a top three uh favorites of the year so we've narrowed down our top three and we're each going to go three and two and then we'll do our number one pick i think that that's kind of what we did last year if my memory serves me correctly just to build up the suspense so we're going to give our number three and number two picks first let's start with nancy name your three and two and you can you know talk a little bit about each you know to remind people why you love them so much 
See, I have two in mind, but now I'm like, crap, do I have a number one? Andres, what are your... I was like, didn't we talk about how you're just going to let me ramble for so long? I mean, I, yeah. I, before, so for for those tuning in, before the show, uh, you know, we were going down the agenda of the show, and I was like, yeah, so the last bit, we're going to talk about our top three favorite movies, and sheer panic ran across Nancy's eyes, where she's like, I don't know if I have a top three. I got to think about it. I was like, well, just let Andres talk like he usually does, and I guarantee you he will give you enough of a time cushion where you'll have more than enough. Yeah. And then Tom said, fuck that. Never mind. You're going first. (laughs) And I went right to you. (laughs) You you had a whole build up. You had 30 minutes. (laughs) You had 30 minutes. (laughs) I have two. I had two in mine already, but I feel like I'm forgetting movies that I've seen this year. You know what? Hello. Duh. Letterbox. What am I thinking? All right. You check check your letterbox. We're going to go to Andres. (laughs) So, So, Andres, what are your number three? And what are your number two? My number three is most definitely um, The Menu. The Menu was such a big surprise for me, and that was probably one of the movies I, I kept going back to see over and over again with like different friends, because it's one of those things where it's like, the, the trailer doesn't really sell you on the movie that it is by the end, if that makes any sense, which is great. It only gives you slight hints as to what the movie is about, and then when you see the movie, I mean, freaking... Um, you know, uh, Ralph Fiennes is this crazy, maniacal person, and he's freaking incredible in the movie. But also, I think the big one that people don't necessarily talk about nearly as much when they talk about the menu is Anna Taylor Joy is fantastic in as this always. Movie. I mean, I mean, like you know, she was she. W- I think she was uh, the big bright spot in uh, uh, Last Night in Soho last year. But I think that the movie didn't ultimately come together as as good as it should have. Mm-hmm. But with this film, it like the ending depends entirely on her performance, and she's fantastic, and she doesn't miss a single beat. And with this, I, I thought I thought it was a slam dunk in so many ways, and it was also a big surprise as well. So, yeah, the the menu is most definitely my number three pick for the year. All right, what's your number two? My number two is. You know what? You can't go one year whenever he releases a movie. The GOAT himself, Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans is absolutely my number two favorite movie of the year. I mean, like, The Fablemans, I mean, you sort of hear that this movie is going to be an autobiographical film about Steven Spielberg and all that other stuff. But when you really watch it, it truly becomes this very magical movie about how movies all bring us together despite whatever class creed or even just people that you don't like like movies all unify us in some way shape or form and i don't believe a movie has captured that magic or that theme as well as spielberg has in this so it is fantastic <laughs> that's what yeah, it felt Spielberg? like just, just felt like you were giving like a speech mid-concert and this is the point yeah. where everyone just wasn't nah, nah, it's like hey Jude yeah Somebody that's what it felt like I was like it's like whatever you're a creed <laughs> I was like oh my god he's really going for it alright <laughs> sorry no, I'm such a dick <laughs> oh goodness you're such a dick but you know what did uh, you see the Fablemans <laughs> I did I did not so I, I, I uh, I'm not I don't I'm not understanding you I have to see it first I'm so sorry yeah, Tom, I haven't seen it go. either. See? Oh, my yeah. God. 
It's just not, it uh, wasn't one that I. It wasn't really it on my must see like list. Rush out and see. Yeah. It's one I would definitely I, want okay. to see, but it's yeah. not like a. Yeah, I'll see it. You know, it's just, I didn't want to like go up to the theater yeah. really and go That's and watch it. Just, eh. They undersold it. Andrew. Yeah, I just feel like the I trailers mean, no, no, didn't really no, no, do it, much it was, for me. It was, it, it, it was not necessarily undersold. I think what happened more than anything else was that the opening weekend, it opened alongside Wakanda Forever. So it got buried. I mean, that is Universal's problem where they were basically just like, you know what? It's a Steven Spielberg movie. It could compete against a Marvel movie. It's like, no, it can't. I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, hear, hear my words today. I guarantee you the Fableman will be nominated for Best Picture. Oh, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. It will probably win. Like, if, if, if I was a betting man, I would bet this is going to win it. Win Best Picture. Wow. I, I, I will be willing to bet that right now. Well, I'll have okay. to see it first. Oh. <laughs> to make my okay. All right. Nancy, number three, number two. Have we narrowed them down? I think so. Um, I'm going to go number, I'm going to give a shout out for number four for Barbarian because it was just very unique and wild mm-hmm. and I loved it, but not quite my top three. Uh, Marcel the Shell is my third favorite movie of the year. It was just so cute and adorable and pulled at every heartstring. It was just so good and way better than I thought it would be. And, uh, I'm going to pull up my favorite quote from the movie because I think it's the cutest thing ever. Ray says, guess why I smile a lot? And he says, because it's worth it. I was like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> I love it. Um, L'Oreal. And then, is it L'Oreal? Because <laughs> it's worth it. L'Oreal. Because oh. you're worth it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my um, God. And I'm going to say my number two... Probably one that I've gone back to a lot. Shoot, but do I want it to be? I don't know. I'm stuck between the menu and Black Phone. Um, Oh, don't tell. Are you brewing the surprise? (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to go Black Phone, though, because it's a movie that I wasn't expecting. This is not weird. I wasn't expecting my mom to like. And so whenever we go back home, we always try to introduce my parents to like newer movies, especially the horror films, because they like them, but they don't like to go to the theater to see them. And this was actually one that my parents really enjoyed, and they don't typically like horror films. And it just had such a good payoff in the end, uh, especially where he's like, Finney's arm is mint, and like, bah, and then kills him. It's the best part. I love it. So I'm going to go with Black Phone as my number two. I think it was just a very unique film. Um, very good. Had a great ending for me. So that's going to be my number two. Awesome. Awesome. Great okay. It's a solid number two. What about you, Tom? <laughs> Sorry, I just became what five a years child. old. <laughs> I just became five years old for like three seconds. Sorry, it's late. Fuck you. <laughs> um, why, so, uh, why don't you take a big dump that is your number three? <laughs> shush. <laughs> just shush. <laughs> so at number three, I have the movie that is being hailed as the movie that basically saved movie theaters, and that is Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick is oh, just... I forgot about Top Gun. It's, it's, a, it's a miracle, this movie. Not only that it finally came out, but that it's as good as it is, that it's as thrilling and emotionally compelling as it is. It's just a perfect sequel that somehow 
surpasses the quality of a classic 80s movie where it's everything I'd want in a Top Gun sequel. It's everything I just want in a summer blockbuster movie. It's just the perfect balance of character work and action blockbuster spectacle. And I loved every freaking second of it. And I've seen it countless times now. And every time it just gets better and better and better. It's just such a damn good movie. One of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. Just one of my favorite blockbusters ever. It's a miracle. And I'm, I'm so happy that it exists and that it's great. Um, at number two, I have The Banshees of Inisherin, a movie that I'm so happy is as good as it is as well, because I love Martin McDonough, you know, the guy who did In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I love his writing. He always gets amazing performances out of his actors, especially Colin Farrell, who I feel like is never better than when he's in a Martin McDonough movie. And this movie is no exception because I actually think it's his best performance ever. Uh, I think he definitely is worthy of the acclaim that he's getting, and I'm sure he's going to get nominated for best actor and possibly win. It's definitely going to be up against, you know, him versus Brendan Fraser, I think. Um, And I just think the movie itself is such a great, uh, simple story about two friends falling out, one friend not wanting to be friends with the other one, and just the friction that it causes, the loneliness and depression and violence that it causes between both of them. And it's just such an interesting character study. A lot of people might call it depressing. A lot of people might call it a little bit over the top in some regards, but I think it's a really great meditation on the grief of losing a friend, whether they're alive or whether they're dead. But in this case, just like falling out with a friend who you don't want to not be friends with anymore. And I just think it's such a great exploration of that. And Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell are so good in this movie. The writing is fantastic. It's a hilarious movie, but it's also really emotional. This is not one of those moments. You know, it's not one of those moments. This isn't a concert speech. You fuck read read the room. (laughs) but yeah it's it's a great freaking movie and also shout outs to carrie condon and barry keegan who are phenomenal in this movie and are definitely worthy of nominations themselves some of i think one of the most heartbreaking scenes has keegan's character ask carrie condon's character out basically and get rejected and it's just so depressing but also hilarious at the same time which is just a testament to the writing of martin mcdonough who's always amazing at finding that balance between like heartbreak and humor and he's just so good at that so must say number two Got to go with those. But now it's shifted back over to Andres for your number one favorite movie of 2022. Hit him with it. My number one favorite movie of 2022? I mean, it's very rare that my most anticipated actually turns out to still be my favorite movie of the year. And that is, with a bullet, The Batman. I absolutely love this movie, top to bottom. It's it's a great comic book movie, but it's also just one of the best interpretations of the character as well. There's enough surprises in there that I truly felt that it's 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 unlike any other comic book movie that has come out in recent decades. I mean, for for all these people that are like, oh, DC can't get their shit together uh, the same way Marvel does, I would argue that not a single Marvel movie has come even close to the quality that is the Batman itself. I mean, it was just lightning in a bottle for me. And then also, you know, you mentioned the fact that it's uh, Barry Keoghan and uh, Colin Farrell. And that's also another, that's also the second movie that they've been in together yep. as well. So there's a lot of carryover on that front. But yeah, no, it's it's truly my favorite movie of, of 2022. And like I've gone back and rewatched it so many times. It doesn't matter that it's three hours long to me. It it, it flies by. It flies by so fast. And then uh, it's perfect. It's perfect. I love it. Okay. All right. Number one, The Batman. Nancy, what is your number one? Even though I think we know. <laughs> I think we know now. <laughs> I guess. 
say I feel like there were so many good movies. Um, I guess. I will say the menu. Oh man, but there's still like glass onion and everything everywhere all at once. Okay, I'll go the menu. The menu. I even forgot about Top Gun. Jeez. <laughs> um, but yeah, the menu. I have gone. I think I've rewatched it like twice. Once in the background already when it just came out on HBO Max. But it's just it's such a fun movie and. It's more straightforward than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be this weird twist where they like lure them to an island and they do this and somehow cover up their murders and all these things. And it's like, no, it's just all these pretentious chefs who just want to go out on a bang with their like final meal and that's it. And I love it. And as someone who has watched all the like Top Chef and Chopped and all those competition shows, mm-hmm. I think it it makes it even that much like more enjoyable when you've watched all those shows and you you kind of have taken on that persona every once in a while of like oh they didn't do this or like oh their plating's not good like they're not gonna win and it just like mm-hmm. takes it to a whole <laughs> other level where you're like okay yeah we're being ridiculous about this and it's hilarious so i'm gonna go with the menu yeah. it's a great movie honestly i think yeah. more than more so than any other movie i saw in 2022 that was the one that from start to finish legitimately had no idea where it was going to go it was just like yeah. such a fun unpredictable yeah. experience and everywhere it went i was just so on board and by the end it ends ends perfectly ray fines and Annie taylor joy are <laughs> phenomenal especially that like last scene between them is like one of my favorite scenes of 2022 so freaking good i love that movie it's like the perfect <laughs> dark comedy <laughs> yeah <laughs> just also just the utter look of the other look of just disappointment on uh, ralph fine's face when Annie taylor was and this, and despite every all the bullshit that you've put us through today, I'm still fucking hungry. You're, you're still you're still hungry. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I just love that like little small little moment. He's like, like, oh god, you're gonna leave it's here not, not hungry yeah. and what you yeah. want? Even it's if great. I let you live. So good, so good. Oh, oh, but I but I will say that the menu has two of my favorite um, lines of anything this year. When the moment oh. where um, is it the 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 college oh, yeah, is like, that is one of my college? favorite lines. <laughs> yes, I love it so much. Student loans. You going to Brown? No, uh, you're going to die tonight. No, you'll die. You're going to die tonight. It's just I love his delivery of that. You're going to die tonight. And it's like, lady, like you sense read the room. Say yes. You know it's gonna save your life. So fucking funny. So funny. And then when she's like, it's a tortilla. Like, what, is, what is this? A tortilla. I mean, I still think the MVP for best wine reading of the year, I think, goes to Daniel Craig in Glass Onion. <laughs> He's just like, oh. it is so dumb. <laughs> so, <laughs> dumb it's bri- so dumb it's brilliant. No, it's just dumb. <laughs> Sorry, that movie just had the best deliveries out of anything I saw. It was just, oh, is this real life? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just reality oh, oh my Ryan god Johnson. <laughs> but uh as for uh my favorite movie of 2022 this is a movie that it, it got its fangs in me early and just nothing even came close uh as the year went on despite me seeing some really amazing amazing movies but this one just had my heart from the beginning of the year till the end and that was the batman that's right the batman Woo! which is just such 
as a Batman fan, it was like everything I ever wanted in a Batman movie. It had the perfect portrayal of the character, the perfect portrayal of Gotham, phenomenal performances throughout. It was like a David Fincher film noir detective story, the exact kind of feel and vibe I wanted from a Batman movie. Matt Reeves, in my mind, is still one of the most underrated blockbuster filmmakers. I feel like people just do not give him enough credit for the movies that he's able to make. You know, the Apes movies, which are some of the most underrated movies ever made the two that he did for sure were incredible you know cloverfield his remake of uh, let the right one in is also super good, so good. like shockingly yeah. good and he just he just was firing on all cylinders here the action sequences that batmobile i've never loved the sound of a batmobile more than its introduction in this movie especially if you saw it in imax like i did when that batmobile is revved up it gives you fucking chills and boys became men <laughs> that is the best way i can fi- i can describe it it was just you just boys felt it in your body you just felt it in your body it was so good the whole movie was just phenomenal and i really do love robert pattinson as batman i can't wait to see what he does with the character next and i can't wait to see what reeves does with his world next because i think he really knows what he's doing. He knows how to handle this character. He knows how to make it feel grounded, but knows how to really still make it feel like a great superhero movie. Loved it. Love, love, love the Batman. I've seen it countless times as well. It just gets better and better on every viewing, and those three hours always fly by. So those are our favorite three movies of 2022, people. Let us know what some of your favorites of 2022 were. Leave them in the comment section below. We want to know your favorites of the year, of course. You know, we always want to hear your thoughts. And let us know what you think of the trailers we talked about, Renfield, Evil Dead Rise, what you thought of Megan, if you happen to see it. Let us know in the comment section below. We always love reading your comments. And before we go, Nancy, Andres, where can the people find you on the interwebs? Nancy, where can they find you? PL underscore Band-Aid on Twitter and Instagram. And that's about it for now. Okay. And Andres? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can also find me on Twitch.tv as Galagos209. You can also find me on the High Voltage Media YouTube channel uh, reviewing a couple other upcoming things that we have not yet uh, announced just yet, but we got some great stuff in the pipeline for you, and uh, yeah, and that's pretty much where you can find us. Awesome. And if you want to find me on the interwebs, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook. Sorry, no, Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash, <laughs> and you can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews, and of course, you can find me here on the film on Tap Podcast every other week. And today, we're going to announce me and Andres are going to be starting a show next weekend, a weekly show where we're going to be talking about The Last of Us, the new show, the video adaptation of the beloved game franchise, uh, which is coming out on HBO next Sunday. We are going to be doing a weekly review show of that, talking spoiler-filled thoughts about each and every episode of that show. It is called A Clicker and a Bloater. And if you've played the game, you know exactly what we're talking about. And hopefully it brought a chuckle to your mouth. Hopefully it brought a chuckle to your mouth. So you can look forward to that. And uh, we, of course, will see you on the next episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. We'll see you guys. Peace. Um.